0: Welcome to Coffee with Crane, I'm Joseph Patrick. This is a podcast series where I get to meet with industry professionals and chat about what's going on in the world of logistics. You can find all of our episodes of Coffee with Crane as well as our Spanish language podcast Cafe Con Crane on our YouTube channel. So be sure to hit the subscribe button and never miss a single episode ever again. In this episode we're going to be meeting with Crane Worldwide Logistics Director of Sales in the Southeast United States region, John Corby. Welcome to Coffee with Crane, John.
1: Hey Joseph, great to be here.
0: Thanks for joining us, sir. Well, let's get to know you a little bit better. Whenever you're not making excellence a habit, what do you like to do for fun?
1: Well, I um, have two young boys that keep me busy, so they're eight months and just turned two years old. Oh, wow. Um, so between them and with my wife, uh, spending time with them, um, I also like to golf, which has been happening less and less in the past two years, obviously. Um, and then traveling is a big thing for me. I've been to 42 countries, I believe, is the last tally that I had, which is it slowed down quite a bit with the pandemic. But hopefully I get back to, to adding to those, uh, adding to that tally.
0: So chasing boys, chasing after golf balls, chasing after the what's chasing, chasing after cargo. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I understand that you worked for a major airline before joining Crane. Uh, so you're the perfect person to answer this for us uh whenever it comes to sales what's the difference between forwarding sales and carrier sales
1: i mean the main difference is obviously um with carrier sales you're you're focused on one mode of the supply chain right so you have the entire supply chain and and the carrier sales side of things you're you're focused on the one the one piece of it Um, And with the airline specifically, you're looking to really optimize the space in the belly of the aircraft. So a lot of work with revenue management on the airline side of things, and it's very yield focused. And additionally, I would say is also you have good visibility into your customers. um, Thanks to industry data with World ACD and CAS, Um, whenever airway bill is processed, that information is going into a public system where airlines can see who's moving cargo on what lanes. So they know where cranes moving cargo, they know where our competition is moving cargo. So when an airline representative comes to us, they kind of have an idea of where our business is moving already, where as on the the forwarding side, it's kind of all over the place. We do have some kind of industry data, uh, mostly on the ocean side, it's a little uh, better visible, but it's really really more dependent on us going out and and pure hunting, I would say, a lot more than on the airline side. We're both solution-based, but on the forwarding side, uh, we're really focused on that end-to-end solution. You have your air, you have your ocean, ground, rail, customs brokerage, contract logistics and warehousing, trade advisory, and even in like a purchase order uh, management system that we have. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some aspects that we sell, but um, anything to get the, the product from the, the factory to the shelves in the most efficient and cost-effective way possible is, is what we're trying to sell on, on the, the forwarding side. So really, you know, a wide range of, of products and solutions.
0: And visibility sounds like it's extremely important whenever it comes to all of this.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I would say visibility is the number one thing that customers want, Um, you know, Customers nowadays are able to order something on an e-commerce website and track it from where it's coming from to their door, right? So they can go into the website and they they pretty much know how many houses down your package is from being delivered. But the same person's maybe, you know, trying to track a pallet from their manufacturing facility in Shanghai to their distribution center in in Aiken, South Carolina, and they don't have the visibility that that they do for their personal shipments. So they don't know if it's stuck on a boat. They don't know if it's in storage accumulating demurrage. Um, they don't know if it's an hour away from being delivered sometimes, so. And their customers
0: are wanting answers. Where's my stuff? Where's my shipment?
1: Absolutely. So. So what we do at, at Crane, actually, we've we've invested in a few products to help give the customers that visibility that they crave. It's called Seaview, which is a logistics portal that we've developed, which is an intuitive dashboard that provides tracking and tracing, but also houses documents like commercial invoices, clearing documents, billing packets, things like that. It also tracks our on-time performance. It tracks customer spend over time. So um, it's, it's a great tool that, that customers really do love that they can go on and type in their bill bill number and see where their shipment is. We also have a good purchase order management system that helps with that visibility as well. It's called Pinpoint. It helps give customers a visibility from their suppliers to their destination and effectively manage their inventory levels and um, save on transportation costs by being able to consolidate and deconsolidate depending on which side you're looking at. So um, it really gives customers uh, visibility of, the, of their purchase orders from end to end. So I think in the macro sense of things, uh visibility is is exactly what everyone's looking for right now
0: and it's not just visibility it's peace of mind and you can't put a price on that now john you're a very driven person you're always on the go so you must have something uh, some kind of philosophy that uh, has helped you get this far can you share that with us
1: uh sure um a couple of them actually so i i would say from um you know always putting the customers in the business first. I know it's sometimes cliche to to think about, but if you're genuine with putting the customers first and putting the business first, I think your actions will show it. Uh, and you'll make uh, you'll make decisions to put your customers in, in the position to succeed. And ultimately, as as salespeople, you'll your numbers will reflect that as well. But it has to be genuine and not just lip service, otherwise it'll have the opposite effect, I believe.
0: In a lot of ways you're like a shipping superhero you're there to save the day but you're there to help them and make them feel better and it's all for the better good
1: that's that's the idea
0: and what was your second philosophy
1: um i think it's taking care of your employees um i know that you know i've been lucky enough over the course of my career to have some really good uh really good leaders and 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 bosses that i looked up to and and really um kind of put me on a path to succeed and looked after me and tried to help me be successful and, and, you know, any good leader, if, if your people are successful, then it's going to make you more successful. So really taking care of your customers is is just as important as taking care of your, your customers.
0: I saw something the other day that said people don't quit jobs. They quit bad bosses.
1: Yep, I believe that.
0: Now, as a sales leader, what do you think uh, has been the most exciting thing that you've encountered?
1: Um, most exciting thing encountered, so this year, we've uh, accomplished a few things here in Atlanta. We've um, tripled our revenue for our largest warehousing customer. Wow. All right. Yep, yep. Um, we have, you know, helped it with supporting the vaccine initiative, the Operation Warp Speed, and, and PPE manufacturers. Um, we've also built uh, a strong pricing team in Atlanta. We, from um, pretty much nothing to when I started to now we have a team of five people that are supporting the entire East region. Um, they're rocking and rolling, really really awesome people, um, really hard workers, and, and um, I'm just really proud of, of everything they've accomplished in such a short period of time. Sounds like a good team you got there. Yep, absolutely. If anyone's looking to join the team in Atlanta, please, uh, please reach out.
0: We are the employer of choice. Now, uh, you cover the Southeast region of the United States, and you've already mentioned a couple of things that y'all have worked on with Operation Warp, Warp Speed and what have you. What what states, what areas does the Southeast uh, encompass, and what are a few other accomplishments uh, that your region's had this year?
1: Southeast is pretty much everywhere from Tennessee, North Carolina, down to Miami. Another big thing we, we accomplished this year is we just handled some business for the F1 race down in okay. Miami. It was a last-minute kind of deal that the customer reached out to us it was one of the racing teams. I'm not sure if I can say who they are. They reached out to us and then they really needed some help with some transportation and, and warehousing in the last minute. And our, and our sales representative down there was able to jump on that, really react um, within a matter of probably an hour of receiving the web lead and, and um, locking up the deal in a day or, or so. So um, that was a, a huge uh, accomplishment. And I was really proud of, of what what uh, she was able to, to do for, for Crane down there in Miami.
0: I bet you know Formula One racing. That is, they want speed. They're used to speed. So working with a, a sense of expediency and a sense of urgency, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, that helped him make a, a, the wise decision to go with grain.
1: Absolutely. See, this Joseph. This is why you're the best in the business. You can associate <laughs> things very quickly.
0: I'm I'm just putting it all together. John, as we both know, uh, you know the world's crazy right now. There's a lot of changes going on: new laws, conflicts, the current economic climate. How is all of this impacting logistics?
1: Yeah, it's it's huge, right? If you go to the grocery store or the store to buy buy or to buy a used car or anything right now, you've noticed the impact, whether it's to your wallet or whether it's to your lead time and and in, in getting something that you need. Um, but I mean. I think supply chains have always faced uh, geopolitical issues, port strikes, volcanoes. At one point, I think we were dealing with uh, on the airline side of things. I remember that. Uh, yeah. And the virus, obviously. Um, but but I think this is probably the, the greatest challenge in, in terms of in global scale. So capacity is very tight and the rates are high forecasting and, and working with our customers, having that dialogue on a daily basis with your, your customers. To be able to understand you know what do they need in the next two weeks three weeks two months down the road to be able to to put together a creative solution and then you know personally i'm, I'm also i'm interested to see how this uh, this affects manufacturing strategies and you know we've seen the shift from china down to southeast asia previously um but where else is that going to go is that going to shift maybe down to latin america right um and just seeing how those kind of changes will affect the way that, that our supply chains work and, and operate.
0: Well, John, Crane is really good
1: at what they do.
0: There's zero doubt about that, of course. But what do you think is something that helps differentiate Crane from the rest of the freight forwarders? I,
1: I think we look at our business beyond the transactional approach. Um, we really want to really really develop the relationship with our customer and help them build a best-in-class supply chain. Um, so, for example, we'll we'll sit down and look at customers. We helped one customer um, look at their incoterms and change the way um, that they control their business. Nice. So, how they're controlling the freight, um, and it it helps save them uh, money by being able to control how they're moving it, um, and and consolidating and and deconsolidating their cargo. So, you know, having that kind of relationship with your customers really goes a long way. They you build trust with them and and help them be successful. And then you know we also have an amazing leadership team that's that's willing to roll up their sleeves and get involved in all aspects of the business, whether it's an introductory Teams call or or flying down to uh, Cincinnati to to help load up a charter plane. I mean we have executives, top level, C level executives doing both those things and and everything in between. And then we're also very willing to to reinvest in the company. We're a private company. Yep. And you know we're we're not afraid to put our money where our mouth is. Whether that's uh, procuring additional warehouse space or improving our technology or impr- uh, investing in in people, I think that's something that our leadership team is um, very uh, open about and and um, excited to to reinvest in the the business to help uh, our customers um, succeed.
0: The leadership, uh, like you mentioned, uh, they listen. They listen with the intent of learning, and they take action. They don't just. Sit in their offices and kick back. They are always on the go. They are always working. And uh, you know, I work at the main office, and I I can tell you from firsthand experience, the C-suite is constantly a, a buzz, so to speak. Uh, John, what do you believe are your region's greatest strengths and offerings?
1: Well, we have a, an amazing sales team here, uh, amazing amazing operation team, um, specifically um, in Atlanta, but also we have warehouses in Miami, Orlando, Charlotte, Nashville, in addition to the the almost 500,000 square feet in Atlanta. So, you know, like I said, our our salespeople are are, our supply chain consultants. So they're not just um, they're not just selling you a service. They're they're looking at your supply chain from end to end and and hoping to provide you with with a solution to to optimize your business. We have some some great senior leaders here in in Atlanta. Operations is 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 excellent. And we're always looking to add talent. Um, So as I mentioned before, if you're if you're watching this now, and and you want to work for Crane based on everything you've heard, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you and, and add you to the team.
0: For everybody who's watching and listening to this, you can simply go to craneww.com. And right there on our homepage on the right at the, the top of the toolbar, you'll see careers. Click on that and you can search all over the globe to see what uh, jobs are near you and what suits you best. Go for it. Work for Crane. All right, John, last question for you. Now, uh, nearly everybody has something that they look forward to or uh, look to as a mile marker or something that lets them know that they're heading in the right direction. How do you measure success?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, look, I think business is it, a lot of it's the bottom line, right? You have your KPI targets that you need to hit. Um, but, you know, from a, from a sales leadership standpoint, I think. Um, you know, building those deep relationships with your customers, you know that that you've had an impact on on their business, and you've got that relationship that's going to last longer than one or two deals, right? So they're putting their trust in you in a new business, and they're telling their boss, "I've got a solution. They're going to call us up at Crane, and we're and we're going to be able to to provide that that solution for them." So um, success for me is is just that having customers. They're reaching out, and and um, you're the first you're the first person they call, so. And then, and then, and I, I also like to look outside and inside, right? So, building a pipeline of talent in our office, seeing people get promoted to advanced roles at Crane, and seeing them them grow and thrive in their career here. So, we've had a few that that I've seen do that in my almost two years at Crane. So, it's been uh, it's been very rewarding.
0: And in both of those scenarios, I think the key word is trust. It's you it takes a lot of time and effort to develop trust. And you can love everybody all you want, but you don't necessarily trust everybody. And so, developing that trust and engendering that trust uh, in, in people is uh, extraordinarily important. And and doing that, you know, you have a, a very firm foundation on, upon which to build.
1: Yep, hundred percent.
0: Well, John, it's been a real pleasure meeting with you today. Uh, do you have any final thoughts for us?
1: For all those customers out there that are that are looking for solutions, um, please don't hesitate to reach out to myself or anyone on my team. We're we're here to help you. And thanks for all the customers that have that have been with us, you know, throughout the years. It's it's been uh, it's been a pleasure working with everyone, and, and you know, love love love, uh, love some more business coming our way. And, and Joseph, you've done an awesome job with this podcast, and I've learned a lot watching this. So it's it's an honor and it's an honor to join you and, and uh, be talking to you today.
0: Hey, you know, the pleasure is all on this side of the camera, my friend. <laughs> thanks for joining us today and sharing your wisdom and insight. And tell your team to keep up the good work. I I will definitely do that. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning into this episode of Coffee with Crane. Again, be sure to subscribe to Coffee with Green on your favorite podcast player. And sign up for alerts on our YouTube channel so you'll never miss another episode. So, until next time, I'll keep a hot cup waiting for you right here on the next episode of Coffee with Crane. Goodbye now.